0: current series, What Does Love Require of Me? It's important to remember that we actually demonstrate love for God by loving others. In part one of our series, we addressed the question, what is my calling in life? We concluded that our calling in life is to learn to love God and love others in the context of community and fulfilling Jesus's great commandment to love God and love others would be impossible in isolation. In part two of our series, we we addressed the question, do my words really matter? We concluded that yes, our words really do matter because we are required to communicate words of loving kindness, encouragement, Praise and gratitude in order to show people that they are loved and to make Jesus known to them. And in part three of our series, we addressed the question, why should I serve others? We concluded that we should definitely serve others because they will know we love them when we show we love them. Today I will be asking the question why should I give my time away or why should I give away my time? With all the recent technological advancements made in recent times, many of us have become accessible to others 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you stopped people in the street to ask them where they spend their time, if pressed, I'm sure many of them would admit they spend far too much time watching social media on their devices and too little time engaging with others in the present moment with their undivided attention. Rick Warren, who I'm sure you've all heard of, argues that one of the deepest expressions of love is attention. When we give our attention to others by spending time with them, we are showing them God's love. Our time is actually one of the greatest commodities that we possess and giving it away to someone else is one of the most precious gifts we can give. Time can never be replaced. And so when we voluntarily give our time away to another person, we communicate that we're interested in them above ourselves and that we value them When we make room for someone else in our busy schedule, we show our Heavenly Father that the people that matter to Him matter to us. My observation is that numerous people in our society and the global community are desperate to be noticed and they will do anything to get attention. Celebrity is the aspiration of millions of people across the world. There are numerous people, as we speak, creating social media accounts on various platforms and producing material in order to get them noticed, often in the form of videos and photos. People are desperate to be noticed, and they're crying out for the time and attention of others. Maybe there are people amongst us, people we know, people in our community, who are not going to such great lengths as creating digital content, but who feel unseen, unheard, unimportant. I believe there are. Maybe they need someone to give them the gift of time. Too many people don't know that they really, really matter to God and that he created them on purpose for a purpose and giving others our time allows for space for them to realize that reality. Giving people space allows for seeds, God's seeds to grow in their hearts. In our passage today, we hear a story about a tax collector, Zacchaeus. He was despised by the religious political community and by the common folk. He was despised because of his work. It involved collecting taxes from their pockets on behalf of their hated Roman occupiers. Zacchaeus collected taxes from his own people and unfortunately tax collectors often extorted more than was required. They were not popular people. As I'm sure you know. The crowd made no room for Zacchaeus the tax collector. They made no space for him to be able to see Jesus or be seen by him and this serves as an observation that no one had time for him and in actual fact in all probability Anyone in that crowd would have seized the chance to rough him up a little bit as he passed by. Zacchaeus was a renegade in the eyes of the Jewish nation. But he was a precious lost sinner in the eyes of Jesus and worthy of his time You'll notice this again and again throughout the Gospels, that Jesus gave his time and attention away to undesirable characters. Those whose society had abandoned, disregarded and loathed, Jesus gave them his time and attention. If it wasn't enough, for Zacchaeus to have brought shame on himself and his family because of his profession. In his eagerness to see Jesus, Zacchaeus, a wealthy government official, ran after him and even climbed up a tree in order to see Jesus or to be seen by Jesus. It would have been very unusual for a man of his status to do that in public. It would have actually been an embarrassment to Zacchaeus. But I think it just demonstrates his desperation to be noticed by Jesus. Who he had heard welcomed tax collectors, welcomed sinners, welcomed the undesirable. Despised and hated by all, Zacchaeus was reaching after the love of God when he climbed that tree. Upon noticing Zacchaeus in the tree, Jesus told him that he wanted to stay with him for the day. Not only did Jesus notice him, but he wanted to spend the day with him. Jesus gave away his time to Zacchaeus, the man who everyone in his community hated. Jesus called his name and reached out to him in friendship and the time that he spent with Jesus changed his life forever because it changed his heart. This resulted in his decision to give half of his possessions away to the poor and extravagantly repay those who he had swindled. In his restitution, he went far beyond all legal necessity. No longer was he an outsider, but Jesus said of him that he was a true son of Abraham. When we allow Jesus to spend time with us, he changes our hearts towards his way of love. We must give him our time. And in doing so, he will change us into his way of love. And when we give our time away to others, we show them that they're not only important to us, but they're important to God and truly worthy of our love and truly worthy of God's love. Gary Chapman, who teaches about love language, and whose material I have drawn upon. teaches about love languages and describes the central aspect of quality time as togetherness. He defines togetherness as not two or more people in close proximity to each other, but togetherness has to do with focused, intentional attention. It is giving someone your undivided attention, being available to them. Have you ever been surrounded by other people but actually felt incredibly lonely? I have. We can be in the presence of others all day long, but that doesn't guarantee that we will feel connected to them. I believe that one way we feel connected to someone else is when we give our time, or when they give us their time. When they give us space to be who we are, or where we give them space to be who they are. In part one, Of our series, we discovered our need to belong to community in order to learn to love and express our love through it. There is an undeniable reality that in all of us, correct me if I'm wrong, but in all of us, there is a deep desire and need to share togetherness with others. We long for community with each other. And it's through human interaction that love is expressed, as we've learned. We express our love through one another, by being together. There is an undeniable reality that in all of us there is a deep desire to share togetherness right from the moment we are born we require close ties with our parents in order to survive as we grow older our needs change but our need for love does not change our need for love never changes when we give others our time it's a way of expressing our love to them children intuitively understand this as a parent and having two children I've noticed one thing the children frequently need from mummy and daddy it's quality time with them quality time where we're not distracted on our phones but engaged and interested in them and all the things they're doing and want to do it's adequate to sit with them while they direct the play with Lego with Playmobil or even simply watching programs together often for my daughter time with daddy is synonymous for wrestle him and beat him up I don't know why but when I'm on the floor it's a green light to her to come and attack me every time That's why I spend most of the time on the sofa now. (laughs) My point is, the children and us need to experience presence. They need to experience our presence when we play with them as parents. Whatever the activity may be, the children want to do it together. Whatever the activity is, it creates a sense of togetherness. Giving others our time communicates our care and love for them and strengthens the togetherness. When we speak words of encouragement, when we serve others, this often involves giving people our undivided attention and therefore it means giving them our time. In a quality conversation, it is as important to listen as it is to speak. Active listening in conversation draws the other person out. It allows them space to be who they are and express themselves. Listening to others helps them to feel valued and demonstrates that that their concerns are important but this requires our time. When we focus on actively listening with a genuine desire to sympathetically understand the thoughts and feelings and desires of others, we demonstrate compassionate care, showing them they matter and they are loved. Sometimes we are unable to give someone our time, because we have other commitments, and that's okay. I don't want to send you away feeling guilty. We give time when we can, when it's appropriate. But when we can actively listen, it shows people that we have given them our time and attention, and active listening along with active presence is a dialect of quality time. So how can we practice the art of active listening in the context of our conversations? Can I just say it's not an, an eight-point sermon that I'm doing today, it's a one-point sermon, but um, I want to just offer some guidance on how we can be better at actively listening to others. Now, I'm really sorry if this is really patronizing, but sometimes I find it helpful just to be reminded of things like this. So let's fire away. So, active listening requires, firstly, to maintain eye contact when listening to someone. It shows that we have given them our undivided attention If we're distracted by other things in the room, to be honest, it communicates that we're uninterested. Secondly, don't engage in other activities when someone needs us to listen. If someone comes to you when you are otherwise engaged, be honest and tell them that you are interested but will make yourself available when you can. Most people will respect this clear line of communication and this honesty. Thirdly, it's important to listen for the person's feelings. What are their emotions communicating about how they might feel? It may be helpful to feedback what you think they may be feeling, to help clarify your own understanding, or even to help clarify their own feelings feedback. Fourthly, observe their body language. Trembling, crying, frowning, clenched fists, continuous tapping are all strong indicators to how someone may be feeling. Never be afraid to ask them for clarification for how they are feeling because body language and words can actually communicate differently different messages. Fifthly, refuse to interrupt. Interrupting while others are talking is unfortunately a common occurrence. Interruptions hinder the flow of conversation and may prevent the discovery of how someone is really feeling. It may even hinder the connectedness, the togetherness that you hope to experience with them may hinder them in how connected they may feel towards you. Sixthly, ask reflective questions. It's good to reflect back to what people, uh, it's good to reflect back what you think people are saying. Seventhly, it is important that we express our understanding of the person who we are giving our time. They need to know that they've been heard and understood. They need to know that they've been heard and understood. Eighthly, ask if there is anything that we could do to help. This is really important because we're not assuming we have all the answers to their problems when they're not even looking for the answers anyway. They just want us to show them that we love them by hearing what they have to say. When we give others adequate time and space, they will hopefully feel respected, understood, loved and valued. Sometimes what people need from us is not for us to dispense our advice by saying something, or take action by doing something. Often people just need us to be hearing them. People need to be heard. To be present. And being there for them shows that we care. Never underestimate the influence you have and that your very presence will provide support and encouragement to someone who may be struggling with loneliness and depression. That's why the words of the martyred missionary are significant here. Wherever you are, be all there. The second dialect of giving our time is through active presence and that means doing things together. The emphasis of active presence is being together and doing things together for the purpose of helping the other person to feel cared for. For some people it's the loudest expression of love. They really showed their love for me because they were willing to do the thing I love to do. They gave me their time. Are we willing to give our time to engage with others in activities that are important to them? Are we willing to enter into their interests, learning about them, and therefore entering into their world So, if we should give our time away, then what does love require of me? We love God when we give God our time, when we invite Him into our space, our headspace, our heart space, and involve Him in our daily activities. We love God when we spend our time in prayer and worship, desiring to encounter Him, desiring to connect with Him desiring to be changed by him and experience more of his love. We love God when we choose to be there for others, valuing them and giving away our valuable time. When we demonstrate our love for people, when we set aside time to be there for someone else, we show God's love. Giving our time promotes togetherness, and togetherness builds trust and love. Our challenge this week is not to hold back the gift of our time to someone who needs it. Spending time with someone may help them to feel connected to the body of Christ. And we know that that is what God is calling us to do to help people engage with Jesus. Spending time with someone may help them feel valuable, important and worthy of our attention. Jesus repeatedly gave others his time and it transformed them just as it did Zacchaeus. Remember, the time we spend with Jesus will have a huge impact on us and the lives of those we choose to spend our time with. We should definitely give others our time and it should be quality time, which encourages togetherness, building trust and love. So should we give away our time? I would say when we can, absolutely, yes. Amen. I'll lead us in a prayer of response. Lord Jesus, thank you for your call on our lives to be your disciples. Thank you that you have called each of us to belong to your family. Help us to choose you with the way we live our lives and how we spend our time. To choose your way of love and building your kingdom here in Taunton and beyond. Help us to be better at knowing where to spend our time and help us to be available to others when they need us and when we can. We need your Holy Spirit to empower us in all that we do And I thank you that you never withhold your time from us, your children. In Jesus' name, amen.